0: Hi everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of What's the Crime with Gráinne and Gemma. So this is actually the last episode of the third season of What's the Crime. And now look, we won't take as long a break as we did between season two and season three uh, you can follow us on what's the crime on instagram to keep up to date with when we'll be back and any updates that we have you can contact us via email as well What's Crime at hotmail.com for any business inquiries and for this episode Gemma will be narrating the last episode of season three so Gemma I will hand the mic over to you
1: Okay, so for this episode, um, I'm going to tell the story of Shanda Shower. So have you ever heard about this story? No, I don't think I know the story. Um, okay, well, just to warn listeners that it does talk about a child and violence against a child. And a lot of it is quite distressing. Okay. Okay, so Shanda Shire was born in Pineville, Kentucky on the 6th of June 1979 to parents Stephen Shower and his wife Jacqueline. Um, Shanda's parents actually divorced when she was really young And her mother ended up remarrying And Shanda moved with her mum to Louisville There Shanda attended school And she was described as like this real all-rounder You know, she was really sporty She was like part of loads of sports teams She was on the cheerleading team The volleyball team Softball team She did really like an all-rounder Yeah, did really well in school as well And she had like really good friends Um, In June 1991, so this was around her 12th birthday, Shanda's mother actually got divorced again and herself and Shanda moved to New Albany, Indiana and that was actually where I think her dad lived, so they moved to be close to her dad. So they still had a good relationship. Yeah, exactly. And there Shanda started at Hazelwood Middle School in New Albany. Um, so I think it was like her first week of school. Shanda actually got into an altercation or a fight with another girl.
0: Okay, what about?
1: So in all everything I've read in the reports I found the fight wasn't actually Shanda's fault. I think this other girl kind of provoked or started it. Okay. And pushed Shanda or something like that, and it, it was actually nothing really to do with Shanda from every report that I've read. But anyway. The two girls were put in detention together for a week, which I think doesn't seem fair. No, no if it wasn't her fault. Exactly. But they were. Um, but funnily enough, after spending the week together in detention, they actually became friends like the breakfast club. Yeah. The, the film, The Breakfast Club. I don't think I've When they all get on detention together and then they become friends. Right. Well, I've never seen that in a <gasps> Okay. Well, that's the concept. Right. Okay. So this girl who Shanda got into the fight with and was put on detention, her name was Amanda Heverin, and she was actually older than Shanda. Now, some reports say that she was 14, and some reports say that she was 15 at the time, but whatever, 14 or 15, she was older. Shanda was okay. 12. Um, so Shanda's mother wasn't very happy with this new friendship. Okay. Which, as you can imagine, she is doesn't think that Amanda's a good influence well, on she. She started a fight with her. Exactly. I mean, like she started a fight, got her in detention. Mm-hmm. And she's older than her. You'd be you would be wary if you were her mother. Um and Amanda actually had an on off again relationship with an older girl um and this girl was 16 year old Melinda Loveless um Melinda was described as a really t- troubled teenager and their relationship was described as toxic her relationship with Amanda yeah so Amanda and Melinda's relationship okay um they think there was a lot of jealousy and they just it was they were always so breaking up their relationship
0: up. obviously they were like Girlfriend, girlfriend Yeah Okay they weren't just friends No they
1: were in a relationship But at the same time I mean as teenagers A lot of relationships Can be described as toxic At that age Up and down Yeah and jealousy And hormones are all over the place And blah 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 But that was The way their relationship Was described by many Um, So Amanda and Shanda's Relationship Seemed to develop Into something more Than just friends Amanda would write Shanda these like love letters and like give her loads of compliments, etc., etc. And in October 1991, Amanda actually asked her asked Shanda to be the date, to be her date to the school dance. Okay. At the school dance, Melinda, so this is on and off, off again. again They're off okay. at the time. Okay. Saw the two together, and she Shanda and Shanda and, and Amanda, and, Amanda, okay. and got. Really jealous She actually went up to Shanda At the dance And told her to Stay away from Amanda Otherwise there would be consequences Okay So Melinda's 16 Shanda's 12 I mean I mean What a 16 year old Go up to It's just It's so wrong Yeah Shanda however did ignore this threat and she still spent time with Amanda so around this time Shanda's family started to notice changes in her behavior you know she began to get in trouble at school um her grades were falling um just stuff like that and her mother just thought this friendship um she just didn't like it. She just thought Amanda was a bad influence. Her mother actually um stopped them seeing each other. And she actually did go to Amanda's house and spoke to her dad and was like, look, I don't think our daughters being friends is a good idea for either of them. You know, it's just not a good idea. Also, I feel like sometimes doing something like that to teenagers makes them closer and more determined to be together. Exactly. And that's like they did. The two girls continued to see each other behind her mom's back. Um, but then one day, Shanda's mother actually found a love letter that was sent to Amanda from Shanda. So what actually happened was Shanda posted this letter, but it wasn't, I don't know, if she had it addressed properly or something. So it was sent back to Shanda's house okay. and the mother read it and it was clear from reading this letter that Amanda and Shanda had a physical, intimate relationship. Now, Jackie, Jackie, her mother, was furious at this. I mean, her daughter was only twelve years old.
0: It's, it's very young to have an intimate physical relationship. Yeah, and
1: she felt like Amanda was manipulating. You know, twelve-year-old Shanda. Amanda was older, and she just thought Shanda doesn't know. You know, Shanda's too young to have these type of relationships. Um. So Jackie actually moved Shanda then to a different school. Um, and at this school. Shanda actually started to get back to her old ways, you know, she was doing good in school again, her grades had gone up, she'd met new friends, joined different sports teams. Now they did continue to write to each other, but I think it kind of became less frequent, you it was know, kind of fizzling at that Yeah, age. yeah, exactly. You know, at that age as well, if you go to a new school, you're like forgetting yeah. about. On June the 10th 1992 Shanda actually was staying at her father's for the night and she asked could she sit up later and watch TV and he was like "Yep, yeah, no problem just make sure you turn off the TV and the lights before you go to bed. However he woke the next morning around 7am and Shanda wasn't in her bedroom. Um, his par- When his partner woke up the two of them began to kind of get a bit worried about where the, where is she. So they drove around looking for her, but when they couldn't find her, they contacted her mother and they told her mother, you know, we she can't, find, can't find Shanda. So her mother quickly came over to the father's house and she said that when she walked into the living room, she saw Shanda's handbag on the table and she knew Shanda wouldn't go anywhere without this bag. So she just okay. immediately felt there's something, yeah, there's something not right here. Okay, so I'm just going to briefly interrupt this episode because
0: we just want to say a very quick thank you to our sponsor for Season 3, the Muff Liquor Company. So before you start sniggering, (laughs) Muff is actually a village in Donegal and they have a liquor company. So get your head out of the gutter. (laughs) The Muff Liquor Company is an award-winning premium handcrafted Irish spirit company. You can purchase six times distilled handcrafted Irish gin whiskey and vodka and I mean we have personally tasted (laughs) all of the above numerous times (laughs) so we can say firsthand that they are definitely the best but don't just take our word for it you can order online at themuffliquorcompany.com Hi what can I get you? Hi uh, can I get two sparkling waters and two uh, mo mo margaritas? no uh, two mo mojitos no, sorry. Uh, just too much. Moscow Mules? Having trouble asking for our famous vodka and gin by name? No problem, because now you can buy your favourite Muff liquor online. Fancy enjoying a bit of Muff at home? Order now at themuffliquorcompany.com and use discount code What's the Crime for 10% off. The Muff Liquor Company. Come for the name, stay for the taste. Over 18s. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie. So please do let us know if you enjoy a nice gin and tonic or a nice hot whiskey listening to the next
1: episode of What's the Crime? So um, I think around 1pm or 2pm that day they called the police and they reported Shanda as missing and for the rest of the day all three of them like were calling everyone they knew or anyone that they thought Shanda might know asking if they'd seen her. You know they did call Amanda as well and Amanda hadn't seen or heard from her Um. So, later on that morning, so this is January the, ele- the 11th, 1992, um, two brothers were driving um, to go hunting when they noticed something lying at the side of the road. Oh, no. So, they initially thought that it was like some sort of mannequin, um, but they did pull over just to check out what it was. And when they got pulled over and got closer, they actually realized that it wasn't a mannequin. And that it was a burned body oh God. of some, either a young, like, woman or child. They called the police and the police came and they initially suspected that it might have been, you know, a drug deal gone wrong. They didn't believe that, like, a crime could have been committed by locals and... Um, it was also it was noted that the body was posed in a suggestive position, meaning that this was done on purpose and with intention. Um, they also found that the victim's face and hands were burnt, God. which they felt might have been an attempt to keep whoever this was un- unrecognizable oh, and unidentifiable. unidentifiable. There was also an empty Pepsi bottle beside the body and a smell of gasoline, so they figured that gasoline had been poured from okay. this bottle over the body. So the police went through missing girls, um, children, women's reports to see if they could identify the body. Um, They also thought that I think there might have been a lot of cults at the time. And they thought maybe it could be something to do with a cult, like a human sacrifice or etc. They're trying to... So justify like yeah they're, they're trying to figure out like what this doesn't happen you know there's a yeah. burned body at the side of the road and the body was brought for an autopsy so later on that night two hysterical girls walked into the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office with their parents so I'm just going to say here real quickly in some reports I've read it say, states that only one girl went to the sheriff's office. Okay. And in other reports I've read, it states that two girls went. Okay. So I'm just gonna read it as tell the story as the two girls go on. Okay. So these girls were Tony Lawrence and Hope Rippy. So they both gave very rambling statements. They were crying and they told the police that they were with friends the night before and Themselves and their friends went to the witch's castle. So the witch's castle is like this old derelict building or house in the woods, I think. It's kind of like where, you know, young people would go and drink and stuff. Okay. Um, And they went to the witch's castle and killed a little girl named Shanda. They said that they didn't know Shanda, but said that they killed her with their friends. So the police... Ooh. Uh, yeah. How did they not know her? Like what? Why, this is what, th- what I'm going to get into So the police actually got in contact with the Clark County Police Asked if they had any missing girls named Shanda And yeah earlier 12 year old Shanda had been reported missing So the police kind of thought okay there's something We're okay. on to something here so they obtained dental records and they did confirm that the body was in fact that of 12-year-old Shanda. Oh, they went God. to Shanda's father's house um, where Jackie was and her father was and her stepmother had to break the news to tell them that Shanda's gone. I mean, how I'm could she even? I know. Oh. And I'm sure they're like panicked searching, you know, this whole day, but they didn't. Praying, did, hoping praying, for the best. But they never would have thought that this would have been the outcome. Um, It was found that Shanda actually had soot inside of her lungs Which meant that she had been trying to breathe While oh God. the fire was happening Okay so how did this happen to Shanda? Well Tony Lawrence This is one of the girls that I said Walked into the police station She tells police that on the night of the murder Tony and her friend Hope The other girl who walked into the police station Who were both 15 years old They'd planned to meet up with their other friend, who was 17-year-old Laurie Tackett. And all three of them were going to go to a punk rock concert. So 17-year-old Laurie Tackett, she was described as gothic. She was also into cults and Ouija boards and stuff. I've read in different reports that she would tell friends that she was possessed sometimes. What? She suffered with suicidal thoughts. She was actually eventually diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Okay. So on this day, Lori Tackett goes and picks up Tony Lawrence and Hope Rippy, And as soon as they're all in the car, she turns to Hope and is like, have you told Tony yet? Tony's like, told me what? Then Lori turns to her and said, we're going to kill a little girl tonight. So... We haven't been introduced to any of these no, girls yet. No. None of them actually know Shanna. No, so no. where's the connection? So Tony, and also, if someone turns around you in a car is like, we're going to go and kill a little girl tonight. Yeah, you're going to be like, I'm what? like, what? let me out of the car. What? The yeah. F- uh, or That's what? so weird. Yeah. I, honestly, I'd be like, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. But anyway, Tony didn't think a lot of this because Laurie um, often said strange stuff. So... They set off in this car to pick up another friend of Laurie's, whom Laurie told them that this was the friend who wanted to kill this little girl. So they went and picked up this friend. This friend was actually Melinda Lovelace.
0: So this was the girl that was in the on-again, off-again relationship with yes, Amanda Heavron? Yes, the 16-year-old who threatened, who threatened, shanda who threatened to shanda.
1: Away. Okay. So they went into Melinda's house. All three of them got changed and she showed them a knife that she was going to scare the little girl with. She said, oh, she wasn't really going to kill her. She only wanted to teach her a lesson. Still fucking weird. Like she's a 12 year old girl. You're 16 year old. What are you going to scare her with a knife? Anywho, all four girls go into the car, came up with a plan and they set off to Shanda's dad's house. Now, I don't know how they knew Shanda was going to be there or anything like this, but that's what they did. They set off to her dad's house. So they arrived at Shanda's dad's house shortly before dark and Melinda actually told Hope and and Tony Lawrence to go to the door, introduce themselves as friends of Amanda and say, invite Shanda to come with them to see Amanda, say like, Amanda really wants to see you and do you want to come with us to the witch's castle to see Amanda? So that's what they do. They get to her her dad's house. The two guys go up, uh, knocked on the door. Shanda actually answered the door to Tony and Hope and she had never seen these girls before. So she's like, who are are these? So they explain that they're friends of Amanda's. Amanda is here. She's in the car. She really wants to see you and she misses you. So at this point, I think it had been like months since Shanda had seen Amanda. Shanda's like, OK, well, I will come, but you have to wait. Um, You'll have to come back when my dad goes to sleep because he won't let me out. So they were like, OK, that's fine. She said to come back around midnight. So that would have been a few hours later. So when the girls went back to the car and told Melinda, oh, we don't have Shanda. You know, she told us to come back at midnight. I think Melinda was angry at first, but then they reassured her. No, you know, she is going to come. So strange. So strange. So the four girls went on to this like punk rock concert, and then after, or when I don't know if it was finished, but they arrived back to Shanda's house, I think around a half 12 at night. And I think that like Hope actually went up to Shanda's room and like helped her pick an outfit or something, which like, is also, so,
0: yeah, like.
1: So like, such a young girl thing to do, yeah, you know, yeah. it seems so innocent. Yeah, so then they all go back to the car, the three girls. When Shanda got into the car, Amanda wasn't in the car and she's like, well, where is Amanda? And Laurie said, oh, she's waiting for us at the Witch's Castle. Okay. So I said before, you know, the Witch's Castle is this old building style place where people will go to meet up, drink, etc. So they told her, you know, we're all going to meet then, there. But then... While they were driving, Melinda actually, who had been hiding in the car, jumped up, grabbed Shanda's hair and pulled her hair back, Um, put a knife to her throat. Oh, God. She held the knife to Shanda's throat the whole drive to the witch's castle. She was like questioning her about her relationship with Amanda. Shanda was crying and saying, I want to go oh home. Oh, God. I know that just breaks my heart. She's like, just she's, a weak ear. She's just a child. And the fear oh, of that, like someone I putting know. a knife to your... Oh, anyway, so when they got to the witch's castle, Melinda and Laurie actually dragged Shanda out of the car and like threw her on the ground. Shanda was begging to go home. She was crying. Please take me home. She was saying she was sorry. What? She was sorry about nothing because she didn't do anything wrong, which is also heartbreaking. Laurie actually took out two pieces of rope, handed them to Melinda and Melinda tied her ankles while Laurie tied her wrists
0: per week girl
1: they began taunting Shanda saying oh you you know you've pretty hair I wonder would it look so pretty if someone cut it off she Melinda actually t- took off Shanda's rings one by one and gave them to the other girls. Hope actually took Shanda's Mickey Mouse ring and it must have played like a music and they danced to like the tune that it made and you know what that just shows as well like it, it shows she's so young she's how young she Mickey got that make the plays music oh it's just it's so you just can't imagine how scared that yeah. she would be they laurie went then and got a shirt out of her car that had a smiley face on it with a bullet in the head and set the shirt on fire which is so strange also then the girls started to panic saying oh the fire might draw attention to them you know what if cars see the smoke so they took shanda back to the car and they drove off again Meanwhile, all the time Shanda was begging for them to take her home. Melinda then in the car made Shanda take off her bra and gave it to Hope, who put it on. Like what? Like this to me? It's all it's all a form of like mental torture, it is. and it's really strange that these girls we'll are all so take young heart in it, and to do that kind of stuff, to think to do that kind of stuff, it's just so strange to me. Then Laurie drove to this um secluded area. Where they dragged Shanda out of the car, threw her on the ground, um, Melinda began to punch her. I think she repeat, repeatedly slammed her face into her knee, and Shanda was wearing braces at the time, so oh you can imagine the pain of that, and you know how the the yeah. braces would have been cut, and she was bleeding very badly. Melinda then got a knife, you know the knife that she had brought, and she actually tried to. Now, this, this is so hard to listen to, but she tried to slit Shanda's throat. However, the knife was too blunt, so it didn't work. So Hope then held her down as Laurie and Melinda stabbed her multiple times in the chest. And
0: how are they Like how are they all taking part in this? Like, oh, we're just going to be scared? Yeah, yeah not and, you know, gonna... people
1: say group mentality and pack mentality, but this isn't some stupid prank. This is actually holding someone down when they murder. them like it's sick. Um, Laurie and Melinda then sent Hope back into the car and apparently they strangled Shanda until she became unconscious. They then put her body into the boot of the car and told the other girls that she was dead. They then drove to Laurie's house. They all went in, had a drink, cleaned themselves up. You know, as you do. What? This to me, I just think it's horrendous. Um, While they were in the house, they heard Shanda screaming from the car. So, Laurie actually grabbed a kitchen knife and went back out to the car boot and stabbed Shanda again. When she came back into the house, she cleaned up and told the girls that Shanda was dead and then started telling the girls all their future using some type of stones. Like,
0: like, projecting their future? Yeah.
1: what? So... The girls then had to come up with a new plan and they decided that Hope and Tony were going to stay here at the house um, Laurie's house while Laurie and Melinda were going to drive around until they made sure that Shanda was dead. So Hope and Tony stayed at Laurie's house for four hours while the other two girls drove around. The girls were driving for hours until morning and when they got home they cleaned themselves up again. Hope asked them if Shanda was dead yet and Laurie laughed, described what they'd done to Shanda. Then, I think at this point, Laurie's mum woke up, came downstairs and was angry that Laurie had friends over at such a time of night or, you know, must have been well into the morning at that stage. So she told Laurie, you have to bring all your friends home. So they all got back into the car. Shanda was still in the trunk at this stage and they drove to a petrol station. They filled up the car and they went and they got a two litre bottle of Pepsi, emptied the Pepsi bottle and filled that with petrol. Then they drove to a wooded area. Um, Melinda, Laurie and Hope All got out of the car Opened the boot And Hope Also this is so hard to listen to Hope grabbed a bottle of Windex And began spraying it in Shanda's face The girls are so evil Evil The three of them then Wrapped Shanda up I think in a blanket They carried her to a patch of grass Between the wood and the road And Hope poured half of the bottle of petrol Over her body While Laurie lit a match And set her body on fire Jesus Christ I know they all then drove away in the car but after a few minutes Melinda became paranoid she started to say you know what if she isn't dead so they turn around and go back to Shanda and pour the rest of the petrol over her light her on fire again and drive away so now it's around 9am in the morning so what do the girls do after brutally killing someone and setting them on fire they go to McDonald's for their breakfast. There they actually joked saying that the sausages they were eating looked like Shanda. Not what the fuck. I, these know, I girls? can't think of anything more, excuse Relentant. my language, but fucked up. Like, yeah. Um, Laurie then dropped Hope and Tony back to their houses while Laurie and Melinda then went back to her house. Melinda then called up Amanda and told her exactly what happened. But Amanda, this is Amanda Hebron. Okay. Amanda didn't believe her. So well, you,
0: you. You wouldn't believe that. I know. Of course that didn't
1: happen. Who would do that? Yeah. So they actually arranged to meet up later that day. So meanwhile back at her house, uh, Tony rang one of her friends and told her friend, but also her friend didn't believe her either. So Melinda and Laurie met up with another friend named Crystal, told her about the murder. Crystal didn't believe it. They then went and picked up Amanda Heverin and Crystal. They went to the trunk. They showed... The girl's the trunk of the car and it was covered in blood. There was handprints and blood soaked socks were still in there. Oh God. So Amanda immediately I think she kind of freaked out and asked to go home.
0: So Amanda was the one that had the, the relationship, relationship with Shanda. Shanda. So she was
1: probably devastated. Um she but before she went home, she kissed Melinda and promised she wouldn't tell anyone. Oh, okay. and well, remember I, I said that like or. her mum had Shanda's mum and dad had called Amanda asking if she yeah. and she said that she hadn't, so after all this came about, the police um went and arrested the four girls now all four girls were tried trialed as adults to be fair
0: they are old enough to understand like you're old enough
1: to understand that was torture what they did, yeah now during the trials. It was taken into account that all four girls had troubled backgrounds. There was some claims of physical or sexual abuse committed by a parent or other adult. Melinda, in particular, during her sentence and hearing the horrific abuse that her father, Larry Loveless, subjected her family to, had come to light. Now, I'm not going to go into detail, but he was actually charged with rape and battery and was arrested so, Tony Lawrence was given a 20-year sentence but was released after 9 years. Um, Hope Rippy was given a 60-year sentence. 10 years was actually taken off for different factors. This was appealed and it got reduced to 35. But she actually only ended up serving 14 years of it before being released in 2006. Laurie and Melinda were both sentenced to 60 years each. Laurie Tackett was actually released in January 2018 after serving only 26 years. And Melinda Loveless was released in September 2019 after serving 27 years.
0: It seems like not they didn't do a lot of time.
1: I know. And what's so sad as well is in 2005, Shanda's father actually died. Uh, her mother said that he drunk himself to death basically oh, after God. the murder you know he died he died of a broken heart I actually watched an interview with Shanda's mother and her sister on Dr. Phil they are talking about the murder and it is absolutely heartbreaking just to see mm. you know the pain I don't know how you could ever like they, they'll they never get over it but on this interview they actually talk with Hope Rippey right um Hope like apologizes to them. She's crying and she's saying that I'm so sorry. I was just like stupid and following the crowd, and I was afraid. Shanda's mother was just like, "You're not sorry. If you were sorry, you would have stayed in jail and, and finished your sentence. Whole time. Stop appealing." Her mother asked her, "You know why? Why did you do it?" And she just didn't have an answer. You know, Aww. she couldn't. Amanda was also interviewed on the show, and she said that Melinda had wrote to her threatening Shanda you know, before all this happened. And she actually said that she took the letters to a youth prosecutor, but nothing was done about it. Right. In this interview, Amanda says stuff that, she's saying stuff like, oh, you know, I lost a lot because of this too. You know, I had a basketball scholarship that I lost. No, it's not the same. I know, and it's hard to watch because I'm thinking, please don't make this about you. Don't play the victim here. This isn't even, you can't compare anything to this. Also, while in prison, Melinda um, became involved in training service dogs. She is renowned for her training in the Indiana Canine Assistance Dogs Program. She's often sought out for help with dogs that are harder to train. And Shanda's mother, Jackie, actually donated a dog to the program. Right. In Shanda's name.
0: That's that's a bit... Strange, isn't it?
1: She called the dog Angel in honor of Shanda and she just said that it's my choice to make. Shanda's my child. If you don't let good things come from bad things, nothing gets better and I know what my child would want. My child would want this. She said that she hoped she would donate a dog every year in honor of in honor of Shanda Shire. And I think that action alone just goes to show how much of a good person that Shanda's mother is, that she was able to do that. And it's just so sad that She was robbed of a daughter in such a brutal, brutal way. And Shanda was robbed of a future.
0: Okay, so that was the final episode of the third season of What's a Crime with Grania and Gemma. We will be back for a fourth season. You can follow us on Instagram at What's the Crime for updates on when we will be back. We just wanna say a very big thanks to everybody that has listened, that has shared on social media, that has told their friends to listen. We want to say a big thanks as well to the Muff Liquor Company that has sponsored this season of What's the Crime? And we're going to make a small donation as well to a charity of our choice, um, the Federation for Victim Assistance. So from now on, uh, at the end of every season, we're going to make a small donation to a charity because we just want to remind people that although the stories are about true crime, they're about real people.
1: And sometimes when you're listening to um, these crime stories, you can often forget that there's real people behind them and it's real people that we're talking about.
0: Exactly. And we want to tell the story of the victims and the families that have been impacted okay thanks again for listening guys we really really appreciate all of your support and we will talk to you all again very shortly for the fourth season of what's the crime with Grania and Gemma. thanks so much and please give us five stars on spotify yeah i forgot about that please give us five stars on spotify as well (laughs) thanks guys bye